Welcome to the Transform Your Mind Radio Hour and Podcast, a show about transformation, mindset transformation. This is Life Coach Marnie Young, and in my book, Out of the Snares, A Story of Hope and Encouragement, I share my journey of being born in poverty in Guyana to have an abundance in America. And I did it by changing my mindset. Let's go do it. Each week, I bring you guests or one-on-one coaching sessions to help you change your mindset and transform your life. Welcome back to the Transform Your Mind to Transform Your Life radio podcast and television show. I'm your host, Life Coach Marnie Young, and I'm so, so excited today to be speaking to the one and only Pastor Reverend Dr. William Glover. He is my pastor. He is the vessel that God has used to speak into my life and to renew my mind for 14 years now. And it's really interesting that, and I'm, I was trying to remember where I came up with the name of my show, but in all the six years that I have been doing the show, I have never had a guest come on and speak directly to the transforming of your mind and the renewing of your mind. So today, um, uh, you know, Pastor Glover is going to speak on the biblical principles of what God meant when the scripture that says, um, uh, be not, be not be transformed, but be not be confirmed to the world, but be renewed in your mind. So um, uh, the reason I thought of inviting um, Pastor Glover is because he had a really, really powerful series on renewing the mind. Um, and it was a four part series actually. So we're going to try to condense some of that, pick some, pick some of the important pieces and um, share with you today. Um, so welcome, Pastor. Thank you <laughs> very much. I'm after uh, <laughs> after um, trying to get scheduled for a very long time, we're finally able yes. to make it happen. So I am pleased to be here with you on uh, Renew Your Mind. Yes, yes, thank you. The first time I invited Pastor is... Um, is when he talked about justice and we were going through a tumultuous time regarding justice in Americans. And, and he has a book that we're going to tell you about, about talking about systemic injustice. And that was when, you know, we, we tried to do the interview before, but it never really happened because obviously you'll hear from his bio is very busy person and he's um, being pulled in all these different directions. So again, all right. So let me give you a, um, you know, just basically a synopsis of the bio and things that um, Dr. William L. Glover, you know, um, does. So once again, his main role is he's the senior pastor of Mount Hermon Ministries. He also oversees the Jew of Hermon Early Learning Center and is campus director of Life University at Mount Hermon Ministries. He has a strong mandate for education, missions, leadership development, justice ministry, and reaching the lost for Christ. 
having ministered in nine different countries on 29 international trips, Dr. Glover is an anointed teacher, preacher, and international speaker. He has assembled ministry and medical teams that have seen thousands of souls saved and thousands more received desperately needed medical care. His passion is to reach the globe, but God has fashioned his heart in the shape of Africa. Through Mount Hermon Ministries, he's very involved in reaching his community through educational empowerment. He is a founding board member of LIFE, which means Lee Interfaith for Empowerment, a network of congregations committed to finding solutions to systemic justice issues in Lee County. He's an executive board member of Healthy Lee, a group of faith, business, and health professionals committed to inspiring healthy lifestyles and chairs the Religious Affairs Committee of the local branch of the NAACP. Dr. Glover is also co-founder with Pastor Cheryl Glover of Redeeming Influence Outreach, Community Outreach, a nonprofit that serves blighted communities. Dr. Glover has earned a Bachelor of Arts degree in Bible and Theology from Southeastern University, a Master's of Art degree in Religion from Florida State University, a Master of Education degree in Counseling from Florida A&M University, and his Doctor of Ministry degree in Theology from Life Christian University. Dr. Glover is also the author of three books, Justice, God, Nations, and Systems, which examines the role of faith in addressing systemic justice issues which plague the systems of men. 30 Days of Excellence, a daily devotional that focuses on cultivating a culture of excellence in faith, in speech, and in life, and Ready for the Harvest, a study on how to release the principles of seed time and harvest in your life. Dr. Glover is married to Pastor Cheryl Glover. Four wonderful adult children enhanced their lives, Brittany, Jade, Janet, and William II. Dr. Glover credits um, God for his demonstration of goodness and continues to trust his faithfulness through his pastoral ministry. Like I said, you're a busy man, uh, Pastor. <laughs> you don't need to yeah. that bio. <laughs> I know you are a busy man. My gosh, you know. Um, so yes, yeah, so I am so glad that um, we can have this conversation. And um, you know, even though I don't remember why um, I chose the title, I do know that unless your mind is renewed, you know, we're going to talk about a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. But I know that if you have a poverty mindset, you know, for instance, I came from poverty. If I continue to have a poverty mindset, then my life would not be transformed because I will be stuck there. And that's one of the reasons that I know that as a life coach, that you're, you, you have to transform your mind in, in everything, whether it's your spirituality, whether it's your marriage, whether it's how you look at money and those things. So my first question to you, Pastor, um, is... Why did why do you think that God wanted you to preach in that series, renewing your mind? Uh, that's an excellent question. I uh, ended the 2020 
year um, with the series of messages entitled um, Living in Your Redemption. Uh, the idea being that uh, God had already paid the price for redemption and that he's redeemed our lives from destruction. Whatever destruction has occurred in our lives, uh, be it you know personal, financial, relational, emotional, mental, um, that God has already invested in the price to redeem, restore us from that. And that was received so well um, that I began to contemplate, well, how do we get people to live in, in that, to embrace that, to be able to receive that? And from that, uh, the, the, the sermon series, Renew Your Mind, uh, was born because uh, if, if a person can hear something, but if it's not internalized and if it's not received, um, then it's it's not going to have an impact on their lives. So uh, that series of messages was born out of that realization. It's moving people from point of where they are to living in the redemption and in that process experience a renewing of, of, of their minds. Mm, okay. All right. So, all right. So um, in your... I, I I just lost some light. <laughs> can I can I get it? I, yeah, I just got dark. My light went out. Okay, right. Go ahead. Okay. I'm sorry about that. No, that's all right. Yeah, I noticed it. So I'm glad you caught Disappeared it. So. from okay. the screen. Excellent, excellent. All right. Okay. So um in the series though, I mean I understand now why you um you know you what you wanted, you know us to live in the redemption and understand that we've been redeemed. Um, and of course, 2020 was a very difficult year for most people. Um, but you talked about three different parts of the mind that, that God wants renewed. Um, can you share with us those, those three different parts? Okay, sure. And, and uh, there are different aspects to um, uh, each individual sermon. And so the broad overview is uh, the reason the mind is important is 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 the wisdom literature of scripture reveals that uh, the mind is connected to and influences our psyche, our conscious, and our heart. And when we talk about the renewal of the mind, it is not simply about uh, changing or adjusting uh, how you think, but it impacts your sense of self-consciousness. It impacts uh, your conscious, which is uh, uh, your sense of what's right and wrong. It impacts your heart, which in Hebrew literature is the center of your being. So it runs much deeper than simply uh, you know, making confessions and uh, changing how you think upon a thing. You quoted the Apostle Paul earlier, uh, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And uh, there are three action verbs there, um, 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 you know, transformation and renewing. So one is internal, one is external, and it impacts our psyche, our conscious, and our heart. So it is the transformation of the total person, the total being. Okay. All right. So, um, yes, that's right. So those are the three parts. You talked about the, the psyche, you talked about the consciousness, and you talked about the heart. And I like what you said about um, 
adjusting how you think because that that is that is very important. You also said um, you talked about the flexible, the fluid, and the fixed mindset. Right. So, of course, you know, I'm a note taker. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, I'm pulling my questions from, um, you know, me listening to the sermon. So, okay. So, yeah. Can you connect? Yes. So, so, and again, to have a conversation about what kind of mindset are you working with? Is is your mindset flexible? Is your mindset fluid? Is your mindset fixed, which could be good or bad, depending on what it's fixed on? Okay. That's all in the context, and, and I'll address that, but I do think it's important to sift out um, understanding when we talk about the psyche and and the psyche being your sense of self-consciousness. And why, why do we need renewal in our sense of self-consciousness? Well, number one, it's our sense of awareness. Uh, it is uh, our sense of self-worth. And it also is our mental and emotional health. So if, so if I just work with that aspect, if your mind is not flexible, and you need work in your sense of awareness because there's some people who are just not self-aware. Yeah. <laughs> or there's some people who suffer from low self-esteem. Or there's some people who uh, are damaged mentally and emotionally. And uh, if you are not flexible, which means pliable, then you will resist God doing the eternal work in your psyche to transform your mind. Mm-hmm. So understanding that it, it, for transformation to occur and to em- embrace that process, you have to have some flexibility because there can be no transformation if you're unwilling to change. So okay. conversely, um, being fluid, which, mm-hmm. which, which, which means that you're, you're evolving. Um, uh, you are open to change. And so, again, if, if you're not fluid, fluidity is important because if you internalize some what they call um, stinking thinking, right? <laughs> you have a toxic mindset about yourself or about mm-hmm. people. If you internalize something that is uh, destructive uh, to how you see yourself or your interaction, or for instance, oftentimes when people experience hurt in a relationship, they'll say, I'll never trust another man again, or right. I'll never trust another woman again, right? right? Well, if you're not fluid, if you're not willing to let that go and embrace truth, then you cannot have a transformation of mind. Mm. And so then, so, 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 so then the, the third thing you mentioned there was a, a set mindset. Now, just like uh, when we lay concrete, <laughs> we have yeah, to do yeah. the work yeah, yeah. before the concrete sets. Right. Because once it sets, it's fixed. Right. Get ready to throw off the shackles that are holding you back and begin experiencing truly explosive growth in every aspect of your life. Join legend Mary Morrissey and her world-class team for a remarkable three-day workshop this January online from the comfort of your own home. 
and discover the number one secret that can make you shine in 2023. Dream Builder Live will show you how to harness the art and science of creating an abundant future in one empowering weekend. You'll learn how to build the life of your dreams with the proven, reliable, and repeatable three-step dream building program. Now is the time to banish your feelings of fear, doubt, worry, and insecurity, and replace them with the clarity, confidence, and prosperous mindset you need. Whether it's love, money, or career dreams you're after, Dream Builder Live will help you achieve your full potential. You only get one chance to live the life you deserve. So don't delay. Go to bti.com backslash transform and register for your free tickets with a reimbursable deposit today. That website again is bti.com backslash transform. This podcast episode is brought to you by energyforjoy.com. Energy for Joy features a visual meditation video called Release in a Line. There are so many benefits to meditation. One of the benefits of meditation is quieting the mind so that the body can relax. But many have a difficult time quieting their minds. This is why a visual meditation might be the answer. Relax and Align is an eight-minute visual meditation practiced with your eyes open. The meditation combines layered graphs and precisely positioned color patterns, leading-edge color techniques, and is designed to help you experience the benefits of meditation within minutes. First, images of red, orange, and yellow help you release resistance. Next, Mellow colors of soft yellow, green, and blue would help bring you to equilibrium in order to stop any negative momentum and help you feel a calm balance. Finally, alignment takes place. This is accomplished through sky blue, indigo, and magenta. These luxurious colors send a message to your system that your normal state of being is calm, happy, and abundant. Experience the benefits of meditation and alignment with visual meditation. Find out more at energyforjoy.com. That is E-N-E-R-G-Y-F-O-R-J-O-Y dot com. So we have to be careful what we let set in our minds. We have to do the work while the, the, the concrete is fluid and applicable, but if you let it set, you let it dry, and then the, the other concept we we, we talked about uh, that that is meant by renewing is renovation. Then you got to go in and you got to do some renovation, and that is much more difficult work because you got to rip out before you can put in. So 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 that's kind of how it's all related, and it runs much deeper than what you're thinking, because when we're inviting God to transform our mind, then we have to understand our psyche, our self-consciousness, the work we got to do there. And then we can have the same conversation about the conscience, the role it plays 
and the heart, the role it plays. And that's why the mind is so important because it is connected to all of these aspects of the human person and they're all interrelated yet distinct. Yeah. Okay. That, that, that's very interesting. As you were talking um, and um, you gave that, 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 that example there about someone getting hurt and they're saying they're never going to trust anyone again. But one of the first questions I want to rebut on that is, so, okay, that's a great analogy about um, uh, someone with a fixed mindset, like concrete. Mm-hmm. Now, in, in, in the coaching world, you know, when we talk about a fixed mindset, we're saying that um, no, no growth, you know, you're just fixed and, okay, my mama was this way, my, my grandmother was this way, and that's the way I'm going to be, no growth. But I like what you said about concrete. So um, uh, if your mind is set like concrete, is it possible for it to be changed? Well, yes. Uh, and, but again, you, you, you have to have awareness to it. And back to the concepts we're dealing with, the literature of the Apostle Paul, be not conform, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. So mm-hmm. you get at that concrete uh, two different ways, through transformation, which speaks to an internal work that has to be done. Okay, okay. Uh, it, it, the word transformation is from the Greek word metamorphosis. Uh, okay. And so that speaks through going through a transformation, but it starts from the inside out. So mm-hmm. a person has to be willing to do that work to allow the metamorphosis to take place. Okay? okay. And then the other word that's used that has another concept, which we already spoke to, is renewing, which which literally has to mean, carries the meaning of renovating. And, 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 you know, and, and when concrete sets, the only way to change it is to get a jackhammer. <laughs> is getting yeah, it which is and what, you break know. it up, right? Right. And wow. that's, that's very painful work. And people oftentimes will not choose to do that because wow. it is painful. It's noisy. It's messy. It's loud. But but if you're going to lay a new foundation in your life, right, that once it is fixed, it's a good foundation, then doing that mental, emotional and spiritual work to jackhammer all of that bad foundation is worth the effort. So, yes, it can, but it's twofold. It's it's internal, but then uh, it can also be external with that renovation and, and 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 people being hungry enough for change to embrace that. So I understand. Let's 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 talk a practical example. So I understand that um, you know in life we always go towards pleasure and away from pain. So like you said, nobody wants to do the hard work to face the pain. But, um, uh, you know, as part of your bio, you do counseling, you, 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 you talk to a lot of people. Um, give me an example of someone having a fixed mindset and how can God jackhammer to change that? I'm very interested okay. in that. And again, you know, and Jack Hammer is a very strong analogy to, to illustrate the point that to break that mindset requires, you know, drastic, painful measures. I know, right. uh, but of course, God does nothing in our lives except that we invite him and we submit and we yield to it. 
Um, mm-hmm. I think an example in the context of relationships, uh, particularly in the context of marital relationships, a lot of work that has to be jackhammered uh, in counseling sessions really has to do those mindsets about marriage that have been set but are toxic and are not healthy prior to people getting married. And then they Mm -hmm. get in the marriage and they're having difficulty and you begin to explore where that difficulty is coming from. And then you discover that they have very different ideas about the foundation of a marriage and what it should be about. And the classic Mm -hmm. example really is how men and women are socialized in our society. Women, young girls are socialized towards inter interdependent relationships. Okay, that's they play together. They share much more readily than men do. They are invested in group success as they are reared, and everybody kind of having a good time and 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 winning. Boys are socialized totally different. It's stand on your own two feet. It is be independent. It is be a man. It is don't share your emotions. It is suck it up, man through. So you enter a a marriage which is built on interdependence, Mm -hmm. mutual alliance. Men enter that state much less equipped than women are. That's why women are 10 times more verbal than men. One of the right. fun exercises I like to give when I'm dealing with communication is I'll ask the man and the woman to get a sheet of paper and have each one of you write me all the feeling words you are aware of <laughs> that you can think of. Yeah. And the woman's list is four times longer than the man. <laughs> I can I can understand that. Right? And, so, and now we wonder exactly. And now we wonder why communication is difficult. So doing the work with that couple to help them understand that in the context of a marriage, it's about interdependence and not independence. Mm. And helping the female understand the male she's working with and helping the male understand the female she's working with. Because you arrived at adulthood through very different means of socialization. Yeah. And then understanding yeah. the skill set that makes the marriage work. Ladies, right. when you're with your girls, you use a million words all you want to. You cry. I, you know, I'm amazed when my I watch my wife fellowship with her girlfriends, you know, because they'll end up crying and then she go, We had such a good time. <laughs> <laughs> and that that just funny. doesn't compute with us men. You That's know, right. we I have buddies come over and we sit on the patio and you know, we watch a football game and you know, we're not saying a word. You know, and we'll comment on the game every now and then, grunt or something, and then we'll leave it. Man, that was great. <laughs> Enjoyed the time. Yeah, 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 and my yeah, wife is yeah. like, y'all didn't even talk. I'm like, they were men. We don't. <laughs> you're, you're, you're talking <laughs> truth here. That is exactly. Very true. So right, right, helping. Right. So so breaking up that concrete kind of mindset that each spouse has based on how they were socialized about what the marital relationship should be. And helping them understand that uh, here is what the aim is. You know, it is it is mutual um, uh, and it's interdependent, right? And what that looks like. So that would be 
just a simple, broad example of what we're talking about and the application right. of renewing the mind in the context of, of a matter right. relationship. Yeah, 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 I get that. That's really great. Now, you know, it's interesting that um, one of the first things I learned from you as my pastor has also to do with my mindset on, on my marriage. And one of the ones I want to share, I mean, I've had lots of changes over the years, you know, been married 15 years now to this current husband. But I came into my, you know, I had two husbands before and I came into my marriage with certain expectations and things like that. And one of the first shifts, you know, want to call it paradigm shifts, want to call it renewal of the mind. But one of the first ones I got directly from you um, uh, is that, you know, you love your husband as you want to be loved because a lot of times women and me, you know, you would go around looking for what the man is supposed to do for you. And when he doesn't do what you want him to do, then you pout, you stop talking, you guys have a fight, you sleep in separate bedrooms and all this type of stuff. But what I learned from you is that love as you want to be loved, treat your man as your king. And even when he doesn't do what you want him to do, still love him. And I tell you, that's gone, a, that's gone a long, long way in my marriage. Because, yeah, my husband and I are socialized totally different. As you know, I'm a talkative, outgoing person. And, you know, he doesn't talk much. Like, I guess most alpha males. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, you know, I, I earn my living by communicating, right? Uh, so I'm, I'm perfectly equipped. Um, but uh, when I'm relaxing, right, uh, when I'm not working, when it's not required of me, uh, I'm not particularly talkative. <laughs> to me, I'm taking a break from talking. because, And the assumption would be because I talk all the time as a, a part of ministry and training and coaching and, you know, encouraging uh, that I'm in that mode all the time. And, and, uh, and that's simply not the case, you know, uh, in, in the majority of cases. I mean, of course, there are men who are talkative and who love it, you know, et cetera. So, uh, but it, you know, it's, it's a broad generalization that holds true more times than not. Um, but, but you are right in, in terms of the, the um, I believe it's the Apostle Paul uh, says, uh, and maybe it's a Peter, um, and this is a very powerful relational principle, um, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you've heard me say it before. Um, mm-hmm. Dwell with your spouse according to knowledge. Yes, yes. You say that all the time, right? Yes, mm-hmm. and that's a very powerful relational principle, again, because of how we are socialized, right? Because you mm-hmm. mentioned your previous relationships, right? <laughs> and, and we bring all of our previous relational experiences into our current relationship, you know, whether they were courting, dating, cohabitating, marriage. We bring all of that history, and we think that history prepares us for this current relationship, right? Because we are experienced, right? Mm-hmm. And so we take all of that history, and we try to apply it to this current relationship. Number one, because we tell ourselves, I'm not going to make the same mistakes I made before, right? <laughs> so, so, so now we're already determining what would be a mistake in this current relationship because it was a mistake in the last one. Not necessarily so. Right. So we bring in all. So now we're not dwelling with our spouse according to the knowledge of the spouse. 
we're doing well, you would do well with our spouse according to the knowledge of every other person we've had right. in our lives. Yes. And we're projecting right. it mm-hmm. on our spouse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So part of relational work I do with couple is to free them from those projections. And at that point, you're able to see who your spouse is and how to dwell with them according to the knowledge. Case in point, um, I tend to uh, have um, uh, a romantic side. I'm, I'm mushy that way. <laughs> and um, my current wife, my second wife, first wife passed, uh, Cheryl, when we were dating, you know, I just gift her flop, gift her roses like every week. Right. Okay. Every okay. week. And so I remember we're having this conversation and she was telling me the roses are beautiful. And I really appreciate, you know, the roses. So she said, but they're not my favorite flower. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> For whom are roses not your favorite, favorite flower? Right, right, right. Now you see the movies and the romance. It's always right, right. Ro- Now, mm-hmm. see, in my mind, yes. I'm being romantic. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm not being, I'm not dwelling with her according to knowledge. Because romance to her isn't giving her roses. Is giving her her favorite flower, which I now know is the orchid. <laughs> oh, nice! That <laughs> is know, beautiful, right? And rare, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yes. when when I want to romance her, I don't run out and get uh, roses, right? I go out and I get orchids and tulips. So she sees the orchids and the tulips. She's like, mm, "What's on mm-hmm. your mind?" <laughs> That's beautiful. So yes. that would be an example of dwelling according to knowledge. I use the term. We learn to be generalist in relationships. We apply what we learn, this general knowledge, to our contextual relationship. And what we need to learn how to do be is specialist, right? Mm-hmm. And by mm-hmm. specialist, I mean you specialize in the needs, the desires, the wants, the hopes, the aspirations of the person you are with. You mm-hmm. dwell with them according to knowledge. You should know them. Yeah. And relationally, most people keep trying to make their current relationship fix this construct they have bought in from all these previous relationships. Yeah. And we run into difficulty. And and so that would be an example of another area of transformation that needs to happen relationally uh, uh, with couples. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, you know, that has <laughs> transformed my mind, my marriage. Um, um, so it's very, very important. Yeah. And you say that deal with deal with people according to their knowledge. And I quote that a lot because you say that a lot. And I yeah. and I always requote it, you know, deal with person according to knowledge. I think I even told my daughter that yesterday regarding her friend wasn't even, uh, you know, uh, intimate yeah. relationship. The principle is a principle. just like a friend. Right. Yeah. <laughs> deal with them according to knowledge. I think Maya Angelou, you know, put it this way, you know, yeah. when a person show you who they are, believe them the first believe time. Believe them. <laughs> yeah. so that's uh, another reframing of a similar idea. You know? Similar things, right. So that's pretty good. I'm curious, though, um, you also say in your message that God can use a fixed mindset. It would be similar, similar to, I think, Apostle Paul about, you know, if you're fixed using you to do something where you're not thinking about any other thing, is is that where you were going with that? I don't remember. 
Well, it fixed in that because I I, I, I gave an example that uh, with the concrete, um, if if it's not fixed in the right way or on the right thing, then fixed is is not good. You're going to have to do some renovation on this work. But yeah. then fix also when you lay concrete, it's properly set, it's properly laid, it is suitable for what you want to build on it. Mm-hmm. Case in point. Um, there is a, um, an, an expression on adage in uh, leadership development uh, that says um, you can't build a house larger than the foundation it rests on True. or True. it will fall. True. Right. Mm-hmm. So the foundation determines the size of the house. Mm-hmm. So let's pull in this conversation about purpose and destiny. Okay. Right. If you have great purpose, great destiny, or you believe you have great purpose, great destiny, you have to take the time to lay the foundation so God can grow you into that greatness. Mm, Okay. The problem with a lot of people who confess great purpose and great destiny, they've not taken the time to lay a foundation that can accommodate the greatness they espouse to. Mm. And so what happens is when they build beyond the capacity of the foundation to support it, it falls. Mm -hmm. So when the foundation is adequate, when it is suitable for the relationship, when it is adequate, when it is suitable for your finances, when it is adequate, when it is suitable for your purpose and your destiny, it's fixed. It's fixed. And God can build on it. Ah, got it. So how do you, how do you get to this foundation? Is it, um, the word of God, biblical principles, you know, um, uh, your, 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 your parents, how do you, how do you get there? Well, it's, it's, it's understand the, understanding the principle to begin with, you know, what kind of relationship you want to have. Let's lay the foundation for it. What kind of fun, what kind of financial future you want to have? Let's lay the foundation ah, for it. What right. kind of uh, career you want to have? Let's lay the foundation right. for it. You didn't right. just jump out and start coaching you laid a foundation yeah and in my conversation with you i know you're still laying foundation because you have greater aspirations yes right you you said some things to me right and and you said it but but i what i internalized is okay she's not done even though she has this this platform this format she's still laying foundation that will accommodate greater Growth, right? Yes. Right. Thank so, you. so yes. that would be an example. And you said some mm-hmm. things to me that were pertinent to your foundation. Yeah. As to why you yeah. do certain things, why you require certain things. So, yeah. so that would be an example. People don't take the time to factor in the type of foundation they need to lay to accommodate their dreams, their visions of what they want, and that yeah. can be applied to anything. Uh, in my book, Thirty Days of Excellence, I actually talk about uh, 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 this uh, in one chapter uh, where I I talk about, um, you know, excellence is in the foundation that you lay. Mm -hmm. And I give the illustration of when I was a student at Florida State University many, many, many moons ago and and, uh, near the Capitol building, I think they they were building a new courthouse. And I would would pass this um, en route to work every morning. And uh, they eventually, like they oftentimes do, put this big fence and curtain it off around construction sites. So you don't really see what's going on when you're passing. And I remember like after months 
thinking, man, when are we going to see anything? There's nothing emerging over the right, fence. Right, you right. Know? Yes, they're doing I mean, it how, underneath. Yes, how big yes. a hole do they have to dig <laughs> to start this yes. building? Right? Yes. But when I finally saw the building surface, it went up and up and, and up. up. And they build twice as long as it took to dig the hole. Wow. But the hole was big enough. The foundation was big enough yes. to accommodate this, I don't know how many stores yes. it was, building. Yes. So yeah. we have to have the willingness by way of laying the foundation to dig deep before we ever start coming up. I love that. I love that. I love that. Plant the seed, water it. Yes, yes, yes. Give it sunlight. I love that. Okay. So as we're almost coming um, coming to the end, um, I want to find right. out okay. why. I know, right? <laughs> we got some more time. Um, uh, but I want to find out. So why did God say that do not be transformed um, to the world, but no, sorry. Um, uh, um, uh, that he says you should renew, right. That he said you should renew your mind. Do not be conformed to the world, but be, you know, transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's it. Right. So why was, what was the biblical principle there? And, 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 and what do you, what do we need to share on that? Because it is all a battle for the mind. <laughs> okay. It's all a battle for the mind. For this, this, this simple principle that's uh, uh, found in Proverbs, mm-hmm. as a man thinketh, so is he. So is he. Yes. Your mindset determines who is a reflection of who you are, and it determines who you will be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We would never be greater than our thoughts about things. Yeah. We would never rise above our thoughts about things. Mm-hmm. We will never allow ourselves to be pulled beneath our thoughts about things. Right. Thoughts reflect who you are. Thoughts reflect where you are going. Mm-hmm. So when a very constructive way to judge who should be in your circle When you're with people, what are they thinking about? Mm -hmm. Are they thinking thoughts that elevate or tear down? Are they thinking Mm -hmm. thoughts that are toxic or healthy? Mm -hmm. So there is a battle for the mind. And the world, it's called propaganda. The world marketing, advertisement, political campaigns. It's about influencing the mind. the mind. Have you ever been watching late night TV and one of these infomercial comes on and then by the time they're finished, they've convinced you, you need this ridiculous they need gadget. to buy that stuff, right? Yes. Yeah, like it's they go really on trans- and on and on about it's gonna it. transform yes, right. your life. You know, if you mm-hmm. get it and you convince yourself, you're going to, then you get it and you go, why did I get this? It's, you know, piece of jungle. I'm not going to use this. It's a right. battle for your mind. Yeah. And particularly yeah. the world we live in now, because people essentially don't want to do the work to think through themselves. And so there are there are professional think tanks. Mm-hmm. And these think tanks think for people and feed them what to believe, what to say. Wow. 
that is that is inherently what is wrong with our two-party political system, whether you're Republican or Democrat. This applies to both. I'm not citing here. It is this observation of truth. They're governed and they're run by think tanks. The individual mm. politicians aren't doing much thinking. Something happens, it goes through the think tank. These are the yes. talking points. Yes. This yes. is how we strengthen yes. our position. This is how we survive this. This is how we weaken the opposition. Mm-hmm. Television has turned into propaganda, think tanks yes. that reflect the left, the right, the center, yes. and they all are vying for our yes. minds. We yes. don't tune in to learn anymore, to news. We tune in mm-hmm. to determine what we need to think. Yes. So true. people yeah. don't think for themselves yeah. anymore. So hence, do not be conformed to the propaganda, mm-hmm. but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yes. And it. all the things that you have just said, that transformation happens through the, through the word of God. That transformation happens through um, your relationship with God. That transformation happens through a community of faith, like-minded believers uh, who are um, committed to growth, you know, development. That transformation happens through how God uh, just did a series on the school of life. And the point of it is, is that when God really wants to teach you, he does it in the context of your life experiences. So God Mm -hmm. is also teaching us, growing us, grooming us in the context of our life experiences and lessons that he desires us to learn, regardless of what we are experiencing. He he is at work in it. So Mm -hmm. there's transformation in that as well. So all of those are ways and means in which we go through this transformation. And again, back to how we started this conversation, right? It's much deeper than thinking. It involves your psyche, your conscious, which is your moral compass. Okay? Mm-hmm. Some people, everybody has a conscious, okay? Uh, everybody has a moral compass, even if they're Christians or not. Everybody, that's how God designed us. Yeah, and yeah. the purpose of a compass is to first help you determine true north. Many people's moral compass is broken. They can't determine true north. If you can't determine true north in your life, you're lost. Yeah. True yeah. north is your purpose. It's your destiny. It's the will of God for you. If you can't determine mm-hmm. that. You don't know south. You don't know east. You don't know west. The compass just spins. Mm-hmm. You're lost. And so the renewing of the mind restores your moral compass as well. And then, of course, you know, your heart, which is the center of your being, the seat of your soul. And this is important because wisdom literature teaches us that uh, guard your heart for, for from it flow the issues of life. Everything that matters, that's important to us, impacts our heart. heart. Yeah. If the heart is injured, broken, unhealthy, because the heart plumps the pumps the blood, it pumps the, the influence of that thing to your spirit, to your soul, to your body. So when we talk about the transformation, then it's 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 holistic. Is holistic. And God is always at work in our lives, trying to move us to a place of wholeness in all three of these areas as it pertains to renewal and transformation. Transformation. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, that's very, very true. Right. Um, love it. Love it. Love it. So, um, so tell us now as um, uh, we're just about to, um, to wrap up, 
How can um, those watching on TV and listening on the radio and podcast um, connect with Mount Hermon Ministries, um, your books, um, you know, social media? What do you want to share? Um, you can connect with our ministry. Um, we are currently streaming uh, YouTube and Facebook at MT uh, Herman, H-E-R-M-O-N Ministries. And uh, you can join us Sundays at 11 a.m. You can go to our website, uh, www.mthermanministries.org. Get some information on our ministry. As was mentioned earlier, I uh, am the author of three books. Uh, the Justice Book, which is about uh, your community of faith, finding relative uh, relevance as a, a change agent in your community. Uh, the 30 Days of Excellence, which is a 30-day devotion that cultivates habits of excellence in your life. And then they're ready for the harvest, uh, which uh, teaches us how to apply the principle of seed time and harvest in our lives. And uh, all of those are still found on uh, Amazon. And if you have trouble getting it through Amazon, um, then you can contact me personally at uh, dr. Period WM Glover 0613 at gmail.com. Okay. All right. That's awesome. Um, you know, our regular listeners know that there will be a transcript of um, our conversation with Dr. Glover on my blog, um, the show page of the show, which is blog myhelps.us. And on the um, my blog, I would have links to your books on Amazon. I would also have links to um, the YouTube channel so that um, those listening could um, uh, can you know start you know streaming um, uh, you know live on um, you know on Sunday mornings um, and and of course on Wednesdays you also stream with um, your dig deeper um, Wednesdays which is you know digging digging deeper into Bible study correct yeah it, it's it, it's a deeper dive into. Um, the lessons that we speak, they're much more conversational in tone, much like the conversation we just had, um, okay. except I don't have an interviewer. So maybe <laughs> I'm going to bring you on Dig Deeper <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> to help dig and probe those questions out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's much more conversational approach to to uh, rehearse and reinforce uh, the Sunday morning messages. Okay. All right. Well, this has been a blast. This has been a pleasure. Um, you know, I picked up a few extra things, um, <laughs> which is basically all I, you know, I love to do when I'm, you know, I'm interviewing, I'm learning at the same time. So it's part of my personal growth. So yes, um, you know, I picked up a, a few things, um, uh, specifically when we were talking about, um, uh, you know, the, the psyche, the consciousness on the heart, um, you know, that, you know, I was looking at, um, the minds of, you know, where we're talking about the, the conscious, the subconscious, right, and the superconscious, you know, but if we, if we break them down and, and put them into, you know, the heart, yeah, which is everything that, you know, we um, do is recorded in the heart. It's the, it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the organ that is the first to beat <laughs> and the last when we die. And it's very interesting because, Yes, every single thing is recorded and um, the devil wants your heart. And, you know, of course, God wants your heart. So it's pretty good. And the psyche, as you talked about, 
is definitely how you think, you know, and um, that is the first thing that people see because, you know, you meet someone, right? We're talking about relationships a little bit. We meet someone and the first thing that you, you, you ascertain is how they think because they're going to tell you, right? And, um, and then consciousness. You mentioned that most people aren't conscious, um, but actually the statistics is about like 95% of the people are walking around unconsciously. They don't know why they do things. So, um, so I'm glad that we kind of, um, you know, um, simplified it a little bit for, you know, the people that are, you know, watching and listening um, about what the mind does. And, um, and then, of course, we talked about, um, uh, you know, as a man think it, so is he, you know, there's a book that I read all the time on that, but it's actually in the Bible. It is a proverb. So thank you, Pastor. This is more than welcome. Amazing. I enjoyed the conversation. What was that? <laughs> I said, uh, you're more than welcome. I enjoyed the conversation. Yes, 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 yes. So thank you. Like we've known each other for um, 14 years. So yes, we should be and, able to uh, have you, Let me also state how proud I am of you. Oh, thank you. Uh, forging the way. I remember when you, you know, b- began this journey and uh, witnessing your evolution uh, and, and growth and uh, witnessing how God is enlarging your territory uh, makes me uh, very proud. I want to encourage you, uh, you to continue that journey. Thank you. And I'll share something publicly with you that um, when I wrote my book and um, uh, and you said that you're proud of me, it brought tears to my eyes because I, it was the first time someone had ever, my father had never said that. So, and you, you said that to me as my spiritual father. So thank you so much for saying Lord that. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> God sent me to you specifically. I didn't share our story of how I came to be under your tutelage, but yeah, our connection has a purpose. So Thanks again for um, sharing your wisdom um, on the show. Thank you so much for talking on the topic of the show, which is transform your mind to transform your life. You know, continued blessings in your ministry and in your family. And I'm looking forward to seeing you in person in a couple of weeks. We're going yes, to July the 4th. <laughs> on the 4th, July the 4th. Yes. <laughs> I am looking forward to that. My goodness. You know, I was doing some praise and worship this morning, um, uh, you know, and um, I remembered how much joy it brings into my heart when I do that. Yeah. And um, that's the reason I did it. But all right, we're fresh out of time. So um, thank you guys for tuning in to the Transform Your Mind, to Transform Your Life radio, podcast and television show. Um, uh, if you are um, uh, listening on iTunes, I would love for you to subscribe. I do want to invite you to my Facebook group, which is um, Life Coach. Please um, join that. And um, until next time, blessings.